Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. Center of the Galaxy, this is a Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of Star Wars Ranked. Me and a guest ranking things in Star Wars. Sometimes we declare them the best. Some, sometimes we say they're our favorites. And sometimes we say they're our favorite best. This is what we do here. And joining me today for this very important episode is Joseph Scrimshaw. Hello, sir. Hello. I am very excited to have some best favorites. Yeah, it's, uh, it, 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 they're the same to me, right? That's why that's, you, know, you and I always joke about ranking things sometimes is futile because it really is just about your favorites anyways. Yes, until some scientist discovers like the uh, subjective particle that can be analyzed by science. 
<laughs> they can scientifically determine that these are the best moments of this uh, particular category. Yeah, when we say best, we mean favorite. Same thing. Uh, but yes, uh, favorites very important to me. These are these are my favorites. Yeah, it's it's a uh, science. You, you've you've had this amazing breakthrough. What what was the reason to make sure everyone knows the proper Star Wars rankings? <laughs> I just really I'm picturing like all these scientists in like goggles and suits and uh, bubbling fluids, and then they walk out and like we're sorry. It turns out Too Fast Too Furious is scientifically the best <laughs> film ever made. We scienced it. It just is. This is not unlike. Uh, uh, deep thought giving the answer of 42. <laughs> you just don't know the question. That's uh, that's what we got here. Uh, we have got, though, a uh, wonderful question today, a wonderful ranking uh, coming your way of our best Ed favorites all rolled into one. We are looking at our favorite R2-D2 moments. That's right. R2-D2. Man, do I love this character. Joseph, I know you do too. He is a character considered by many, not just friend of the show, Mark Ellis, to be the true hero of the galaxy. Is that fair, Joseph? Yes, absolutely. When you start breaking down R2 moments and really studying them, he saves everyone's life again and again and again. And, you know, he does it in this very specific way where unless you um, are a big R2 head, <laughs> a big R2 fan, sometimes you can be like, oh, yeah, 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 that's cool. R2 did the thing. I know that. I, if there was a trivia question, I would know the answer to that. R2 is the one who did that. But when you take a step back and really look at it, mm. it is amazing how often he is sort of uh, quietly and without thanks in most uh, scenarios, mm. just making sure that everything works. Absolutely. And uh, two, two thoughts and stories in this one. Uh, I'll start, I mentioned our, our pal, Mark Ellis. I know, known him for years. There was a, a collider video done a few years ago of like the top 10 star Wars heroes or whatever it was. And, and, you know, talking head video. Great. Um, there, Mark does not get mad. Mark does not put his fist down for, for anything. He is just the, the easiest to work with, supports so many people. He's just, he's just great, right? This is the only time I've seen him, seen him mad creatively. He was like, if, if R2's not at the top, what are we doing here? And <laughs> I remember you laughing, talking with him about it, but hearing it, and I wasn't working there full time anymore, but like laughing about it. But then I thought, I was like, he, I don't know if he's wrong. And it is a little bit of that, you know, you know almost like an argument you can't, uh, you can't, fight against like well he saved the day end of story no movie if he goes forward and that's gonna a theme that might come up a lot today but and sometimes that argument doesn't work for me right it's like if kevin McAllister had a cell phone there'd be no home alone i get it well it was made in the 80s and 90s what do you want um and r2 has something but the more i thought about it joseph like all my life i've overlooked r2 myself because he he's just he's just the hero of the galaxy yeah, I mean, talk about the difference between subjective and objective, right? You can go mm -hmm. through and you can make an objective list of regardless how you feel about them, here are the moments where R2 rescued people. And yeah. if your chosen metric for hero is <laughs> how many times did he save the main characters from death? How many times did he uh, change the entire fate of the galaxy by rescuing key figures? That list is long and it's partially on our list, you know, because it, it's... Yep. It is that absolutely that he is uh, the hero who saves everybody. But I think what is amazing and charming is that he's got so many emotions. And because you can, uh, you're at risk, the audience is at risk of not paying attention to R2 and not <laughs> sort of thanking him for rescuing everybody, uh, that sometimes we don't uh, focus on how just uh, wonderfully rounded emotionally he is as a character. Yeah. 
And 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 I'm glad you phrased it like that. We're we're gonna dive. We dive a lot of hero moments, classic ones, but we're gonna dive into the moods and and attitudes of R2 as well today. That's part of this. Yeah, yeah. The best emotions of R2 is uh, in our list. Our, our favorite R2 emotions as well. Yeah. Final thought. Uh, final preamble here to our uh, R2 constitution. Uh, do you? I don't own a ton of R2 merch. I've talked about this before, even as a kid. I had one 3PO, didn't own an R2, and I always feel, especially as I got older and, and Star Wars, it just expands from 20, you know, 12 on. I, I just, I, I felt guilty for not owning more R2. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely had in R2 back in the day, the original Kenner with the, like, the weird, looks like a Pablo Picasso's interpretation of R2's face with the yeah. weird shapes. <laughs> the cubist R2 uh, Kenner figure. And he was a must-have, and I loved him because he was so closely associated with the, uh, frankly, maybe the, the louder characters, right? Mm -hmm. Of uh, Luke and Yoda, and in particular, really wanting to just live in those Dagobah moments. I acted so many things out with uh, with R2 and Luke and Yoda, and R2, I think, in those moments in Empire has some really great emotional moments. Um, mm -hmm. One of my most coveted figures growing up, uh, there was that Power of the Force line, the original Power of the Force line in, you know, 84, 85, and those were hard to track down because mm. the 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 line was dying, right? And I desperately wanted the R two with the lightsaber, you know, right? Uh, and but I I never found him. So like I I don't have a ton of R two, but I have really uh, passionate, strong memories of uh, specific R twos uh, that I bought. And when the Power of the Force two line came out, I got all those R twos. So yeah, not mm. not uh, he's not always my like, go to number one. Uh, but yeah, he is definitely a part of my collection. Man, you're just a better R2 fan than me, and I just got to step <laughs> up. That's what that's what we're yeah. I, it's, I, subjective. I it's subjective. <laughs> it's subjective. Objectively, I don't have a lot of R2. I think I really do. I the Funko Pop, the exclusive one, it was probably an exclusive at Kinko's, which would be ironic for your uh past life <laughs> of uh the the bar two D two. I that one I might just have to track down. I mean, come on. Oh, you, you need to. You know, well, you know what the other thing I think with R2 collectability, and I think it goes for 3PO up to a point, but maybe mm -hmm. R2 even more, is when you say, do you collect R2, it's almost like saying, do you collect things that have the logo of Star Wars? <laughs> because, like, along with Vader, like, R2 is just one of the symbols yeah. of Star Wars, period, right? Yeah. Well, look, even even uh, one of our main Force Center logos designed by the great Brian Ward is an astromech R2-like droid with a microphone. And, and you know, I've seen other podcasts as well, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's that that dome. That dome is Star Wars. <laughs> that dome and that wobble, that's Star Wars. Wobble indeed. All right, we have uh, shared our introductory feelings about R2-D2. Let's go into our list. We work our way five to one. We'll throw some honorable mentions in a little bit later. But, Joseph, let's begin with your number five. Uh, my number five is so close to, I think, both of our hearts that we couldn't get through our preamble without mentioning it. Uh, it is uh, what I'm saying, the sail barge mission. Uh, everything about uh, R2 uh, being the one who's in on Luke's plan, <laughs> mm -hmm. going into Jabba's is great. Uh, his attitude uh, pushing back against both uh, Bib Fortuna and EV99. He is a feisty one, R2. That stuff is all great. But that sail barge mission... The combination of getting bar two D two, you know, I have use for you on the master sail barge. What is it? The 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 just the image 
of R2 being just a, a floating, uh, rolling cocktail device <laughs> is, is so weird, so cool. That actual fixture that sits on top of him is just so, like, beautifully designed. Yeah. Uh, just an elegant uh, a piece of barware there on top of R2. So all that is great. Uh, and then when you realize, like, this is an espionage moment. This is, you know, James Bond breaking into the back of a hotel and then like putting the waiter's jacket on and like fooling everybody, right? <laughs> it's <laughs> sorry, this is this is like Indiana Jones, too much no ticket, and also the beginning in Club Obi-Wan where one of uh, uh Indy's uh you know contacts is a waiter. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, it's just so like he's undercover, like it it looks like it's just such a great switch, right? Where R2's like, okay, you're gonna put me to use on the sailboard. Sure, you think you're in charge. It turns out that's exactly where I want to be. And I'll play along with your BS until the moment comes, you know? Yeah. So the bar stuff, the the exchange with uh, 3PO is all really funny. Uh, and then all of that builds to um, just one of the my favorite moments in Star Wars. I think a lot of people's favorite moments of, uh, of mm-hmm. Luke getting the green saber and rescuing his friends. We've talked about that uh, on recent episodes, so I won't go on and on about it from the Luke perspective of it. Mm. But that feeling of, in some ways, it's just the a great summation of R2 is that friend who just always has your back. Like, mm. maybe R2 doesn't get the thanks that he should. Maybe he's not in the spotlight. But he is the one without whom everything would fall apart. Right, <laughs> right. Like, if, if Luke is the, you know, the actor, or the director, like, R2 is like the the producer or the agent. Mm-hmm. He's like, everything, you might be out front doing it, <laughs> but it's going to fall apart without me, buddy. Uh, he's so, so many analogies, the, the best friend, the everything. Yeah. Luke giving him, you know, the signal and it opening up and him just, there being no doubt, Luke's so confident um, mm-hmm. on that on that skiff when he's saying, don't worry, I've taken care of everything. And you know, when he says I've taken care of everything, he means I trust the force and R2D2. <laughs> yeah. That he's absolutely going to be there exactly when I need him. Uh, that just the great shot of like, I've been waiting for this, mm-hmm. you know, the little uh, panel in the dome coming back and firing the hilt. It's so, so cool. It's such a, just an image of R2 is the one who's like, I always have what you need, including your blade. Yeah, he is uh, in the Hollywood terms. He's a, he's almost like the assistant director. Runs the set, keeps everything going on time. Steps aside when the director needs to come in and get the shot right. And and it ad runs runs everything. I love what you're saying about this. Uh, uh, not to go too deep into it, or, or so you can have some more thoughts. But just that um, that hero moment, the, the 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 little salute and the panel opening. As a kid, as a seven year old, was just the <gasps> yeah. I mean, it was everything to me. Right. Right. And I think it's also got a little bit of that um, underdog thing of like nobody, nobody expects this astromech to be as capable as he is. Nobody checks him for weapons. Right. You know, that's part of what it is, too, of like you've underestimated all of our heroes, including uh, R2. I make problems go away. D2. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, and the confidence, the swagger, and just the the uh, cool as a cucumber vibe, which will come up again with R two, I'm sure. But just sitting up there it has ditched the bar, by the way. At this point, right? He's just like off with this, yeah, uh, and is ready for mission. And then, yeah, we I know we've talked about the even the specific comedy of that interaction with with three PO. It's still one of my favorite R two moments. Just on that alone, it's just great comedy of what are you doing? And R two's basically like serving drinks. What do you <laughs> look at me? What do you think, man? 
Get your photoreceptors checked, 3PO. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Part of a mission, and I'm going to serve drinks better than any damn droid on this bar. <laughs> and save everyone. And save the day. That's a great set. That is that is pure R2. Did you, uh, I don't know, if we it's talking about being young and seeing this. I was uh, so sure. I remember getting in a playground, not even arguments, but discussions. I was so sure that R2 had played the wrong message, right? Because, you know, he's beaming up Luke and 3PO says you're playing the wrong message. And as a kid, I was like, I can't believe R2 played the wrong message. Look at all the problems it caused. <laughs> yeah, I think about my fifth view and I maybe understood it a little bit better. I was eight by that time or something. <laughs> but I used to, so I used to, so my, my Star Wars career kind of started with R2 pulled it out, but he really did mess up, which, you know, <laughs> I guess is where my journey with R2 starts. Yeah, I don't think I ever had that. I think I always had the just that feeling that R2 is the one who knows what's going on and 3PO is the one who freaks out. <laughs> Which is as uh, 100% correct. I uh, I just uh, took the line on the surface and formed an opinion, which is why we here at Force Center tell you to take it a little deeper. Uh, totally understandable as the beginning plan in Return of the Jedi does leave room for confusion. Yeah, but unless you got our, you know, if you got R2 on your side, you're okay. Great start to our list, number five, R2, Bar 2, D2, Firing the Saber. The uh, Katana mission uh, takes place. Uh, so from there, we're going to go to my number five, which is a classic one. We're going to A New Hope. And I mentioned it. I, I titled this one Cool Under Pressure because it is R2, D2 shutting down all the garbage mashers on the detention level and shut them all down. Classic moment, right? This is This is so big. It goes to what you just said, even at the end of that conversation. 3PO is a mess. And I love the guy. But we all have that friend, too, right? Something goes wrong, their head explodes. And you need an R2 in a life in your life who's like calmly. I imagine, Joseph, of him putting a little, you know, plugs into the socket. He's running around and he's just looking through files like micro fiche film or looking through a, you know, a, a pulling out a, an old library thing and looking at the index cards, you know, just not that, not that, not that. There, got it. Never worried. Never broke a droid sweat is how I view that moment. And it's such, and again, one of those moments, he doesn't do that. 3PO doesn't really save the day. Everyone's smushed. What are you going to do? Bare bones fact about that situation. But it is R2 just going, don't worry. I got this and I'll always have it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Not breaking a, a droid sweat. And meanwhile, 3PO is losing it. Um, and I love the, the kind of, um, retcon people don't like the the term retcon because they mm. use it in a negative way but the uh, more informed continuity mm. we got that great obi-wan kenobi line uh, about he should be able to interpret the entire imperial system which is like great that worked fine uh for years without the prequels but then when you really see the prequels and know like yeah, no r2 is a a master yeah <laughs> Yeah, of all of the ships and machinery of the Republic, and if they are using the same software, like basically, I think R two's like, I know it's in this file folder. I just need to do a search for the file folder that garbage mashers are into. I've done this before. Don't yeah. worry about it. Oh man, where for his, my computer be like, why is it in downloads? Why is it still in downloads? Move it to a file. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe he's getting distracted in there. Like I'm doing some file cleanup as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for some uh, lost packets while I'm uh, fixing this problem. <laughs> and, and the other thing about this moment for me is going to some of the stuff we're saying up top, where R2 is easy to overlook. This is such a spectacular scene, and, and it's classic for a reason. And, and the monster in the water, and the danger, and the whiz bang adventure—all the things we love. 
And my focus as a kid was probably just being so nervous about our heroes not being able to do anything. I, I, I remember the image of Chewy, big, strong Chewy, trying to push the doors. And as a kid, just going, poor Chewy, he wasn't even strong enough. And I'm, I'm focused on all that. And and there's some great moments. It's it's a great moment for 3PO in another kind of way. His, his fear is compassion. And it is, you know, who doesn't have a little self-loathing of I failed? <laughs> um, and then the screams, it's just funny. So all those things are at play. But that's why I wanted to focus on it is at the center. Looking back over the years, it's like at the center of that is R2-D2. He knows what to do. And, man, that's 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 a, the cool friend you need. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the 3PO listen to their screams is one of the best jokes, I think, in Star Wars or one of my favorite jokes in Star Wars. Yeah. But, yeah, I think in terms of, you know, analyzing even just the first film, uh, we talk a lot about the moment where Han comes back for Luke. And this is a, a story about, you know, a new hope of uh, of Luke Skywalker, the person with the the force powers, the only person who could have made that shot uh, on the Death Star and Destiny coming for him. But Star Wars also being a story about the importance of uh, of the group, the importance mm-hmm. of not underestimating people and working together. And uh, Han, we always focus on of like Luke is the only one who could make that shot, but he couldn't have made it without Han. Right. They all would have been dead. Everybody would have been dead <laughs> without R2 right in this moment. Yeah, several times over, several times over. Little R2, what a hero. Uh, So that is my number five, Cool Under Pressure in A New Hope, which means we're up to your number four. Uh, My number four is another moment of life-saving, but uh, from the prequels, I honestly have no idea, Ken, if Mm. this is a controversial choice these days. It certainly was among original trilogy era fans back in the day, Uh, but I'm going to attack the clones. I'm going to the reveal of the leg rockets and their Mm. purpose. Mm. Uh, So this is, of course, the scene in Attack of the Clones where uh, Anakin is uh, intent on rescuing Obi-Wan. Padme is hoping that she can maybe still negotiate something uh, with these Separatist uh, leaders to avoid war. So they have good intentions, uh, but everything goes wrong in the droid factory. And we get the revelation of... R2's rockets when he sees that the heroes are in trouble and he needs to save them. (laughs) Uh, It's a classic R2 moment of, look, uh, I could have just stayed behind on the ship, but nah, I bet they're going to need me. (laughs) Uh, Nobody nobody tells R2 to stay in a corner. Uh, A lot of people actually do tell R2 to stay in a corner and he doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. Um, (laughs) He's like, no, I I, I will be uh, my own counsel on this, uh, says R2. So you you got that already that he's like, no, um, I I think they'll probably need me. I'm, I'm going. Good. Uh, and then the leg rockets thing um, it has it, it never really bothered me from the well why didn't he use those all the time kind of thing right. and and yep it's different storytelling it's different uh, technology so that can be told but it's always worked for me that like just look at how he's doing in <laughs> the original yeah. trilogy like yeah. he is constantly being uh, horrifically damaged barely repaired uh Sure, these these are things that have never gotten repaired and mm-hmm. things that he, he used to have more in his prime when everything in the galaxy uh, worked a little bit better. So that never really bothered me. Mm-hmm. And once you get past that, it's just, it's a cool moment. It's a cool revelation yeah. that R2 can uh, be even more heroic, is even capable of even more uh, than you realized. And all of that is in service to him rescuing Padme from a horrific fate. Yeah. <laughs> 
right? Because it's it's Anakin. My entire destiny is defined by my desperate desire to make sure that nothing happens to Padme, who is just flubbing his dub <laughs> <laughs> while she is about to have molten metal uh, die in a vat of molten metal. Oh. It like it's awful. It yeah. is awful what's going to happen to Padme, and it is only R2 and his awesome leg rockets that save the day and save Padme, uh, which makes a big difference to the galaxy. Big difference indeed, and and, and maybe would have been the supervillain uh, origin story for Padme Vader. Uh, <laughs> another <laughs> life. I, I love this. I love that you brought this moment up. I love it, and I love that how perspective can change things. I I, I was. I just there's so much going on in the scene, you know, the three PO humor is still still not my favorite, but a lot, lot going on in the in this whole sequence, and it is one of I I think I probably came out of the theater going, and when did R two get rockets, and and it's so interesting to look back and just see how f- how f- just flat that criticism falls for me now, because everything that you've just said, I think they don't they do adjust uh, address some of it in canon of yeah, his rockets are crudded up, man, and and you're so right the 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 feel, the aesthetic of, of the original trilogy is not just lived in, but beat up and broken the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. So all that tracks for me now without a second. And, and, and it just shows, um, I don't know, just, it's not time. It's not, I'm not even talking about just the prequels, but it's something that we're on about here a lot. And this is a great example of just like, when did R2 get those? Uh, he had them. He lost them on this point of the timeline. Oh, okay. That's all. That's what it is. Cause, and, and let's just let the scene happen and let the, Heroism uh, just flow out of R two like rockets pushing him to, to, to pushing him around. So now I love the reveal. I love that he has them. I love the use of them in other parts of Star Wars storytelling, and it just makes R two just even that much more uh, versatile as a, as a hero to me. Yeah, I think I just also like it from you know time changes things, uh, time changes yeah. uh, people, and if anybody's listening, uh, regardless of when you were born, and, and doesn't like uh, the rocket legs or doesn't like this moment, I I really mean uh, I value uh, subjectivity in art, and I totally understand if you don't like it, you don't like it. Uh, but I also just think that that uh, you get more out of the prequels by truly embracing like. Yes, I know we all saw them second (laughs) if you grew up with the original trilogy, Uh, but this happens before. And there's something that I kind of like about seeing R2 having uh, a little bit more uh, prowess. And it's Mm -hmm. sort of like if you showed somebody a video of you uh, running a mile Mm -hmm. (laughs) in, in a certain amount of time when you're 20... (laughs) and then there's a movie of you when you're 40 and you're like well no it's canon that this person can run a mile in this speed like is it is that canon or can you not do that anymore because time changes things uh someone who once ran a six minute six second mile in high school and now doesn't do that at all (laughs) i feel you (laughs) but it's canon ken it's on the back of your trading card yeah Yeah, that's how fast you run a mile everybody knows that yeah you do not change at all or age (laughs) or age yeah no, well said. And, and look, it's it, it, it just one again. It, it, that that stuff came up a lot during the prequel era. Of well, why does it look like this? What what is this planet? Why is the ship shaped like this? And it's like, did you did you not see the nineteen forties to the nineteen seventies <laughs> in our own world? This is what happened. So again, that's why that criticism falls flat. And when it falls away for me and, and for you, uh, even though I know you said you you were okay with it from the start, but as that falls away, you just you're left with this moment. You're left with this hero's moment as it relates to Anakin, Padme. And R2, once again, just going, ah, fine, I, I knew I had to be here, and I got this. 
Yeah, and I, I think also one of the reasons that it popped in my mind to be on this list too is I just I think it is really well directed, particularly the R two uh, trying to open those file folders in time mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to shut that off and save Padme. The tension of the way it is shot and edited, uh, that zoom in on Padme's face of like, oh man, here it comes, yeah. <laughs> is uh, is really great. It's a well done sequence where R two saves yet another hero of the galaxy. I love it, and hey, you know, I, I was on. Uh... Another podcast recently, my buddy Matt Key, hopefully comes out soon, and somehow Attack of the Clones came. We were just talking about big things about Star Wars and storytelling. And, and I said, look, if you want me to rank Attack of the Clones, probably my least favorite Star Wars film. Then it is full of all these moments I absolutely adore. And this now <laughs> is one of them. So there you go. There you Excellent. Go. There That's you go. my number four. Number four, which means we're up to uh, my number four. We're having a lot of fun talking about R2 already. Uh, all right, I'm going to slip in. I'm going to slip in a modern uh, entry point, uh, entry uh, entrant uh, to our list here, Joseph. Uh, uh, sometimes when you're ranking music, this is what you do. You list the classics and you sneak in one song from the new ones to uh, kind of uh, <laughs> keep some cred. But I, I thought about this and I went uh, back and even watched it to confirm. Do, uh, do I really love this specific moment and i do number four is r2d2 letting grogu know that luke that luke guy he's all right come with us <laughs> big moment and amando the rescue on the off chance you haven't seen the episode i i guess spoilers but uh, our hero shows up the hero of the galaxy uh that is uh that is uh what is going on here um uh luke returns and, you know, great conversations, heart-wrenching moments, heartstrings being pulled, Grogu, uh, Din Djarin, is, is Grogu going to go? He wants to go. All those things, you all know if you've uh, if you listened to the show. But it's when R2 rolls around that our heartstrings as fans are even pulled in our own world. Like, oh, my God, our buddy R2's there. But just the sweetness. We're talking about R2 saving the day and flying around in rocket ships, all those kind of wonderful things. Um, I just love the sweetness of the scene. R2, Warren, and beeping and getting kind of excited and leaning down and, you know, a lot of wonderful questions. Uh, see, like, you look like my old buddy or this and that, or, <laughs> hey, I remember you as even a theory. All these kind of wonderful headcanon things. It really doesn't matter. What, what's left is uh, what you're picking up from the the the, the visuals and even the audio of, of the beeps, which are so that happy, sweet R2. And it is that buddy. You and I have talked about it already. He's loyal. He's always there. And for him just going, I've traveled the galaxy with this guy. And I know he's got a saber and he just uh, swiped, uh, you know, cut a bunch of people in half and swiped it around the halls and he's dressed in all black. Don't worry. You're going to be okay. You want to go? This is where you need to go. Uh, we're here with you and I'll be here along the way. It's so sweet. It adds to the moment. And just the visual of little Grogu moving across the floor and our buddy R2, the one so many of us grew up with, leaning into him and having that moment. Man, I just, I love it. It's R2 being sweet. Yeah, no, this is really great. We're really getting into the emotions of R2 and the emotional power of R2. And I think from just kind of a... Uh, even a meta level, we'll talk about the actual story as you are too, but the the meta level of R2 being kind of one of the original cute ambassadors of Star mm-hmm. Wars, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, he, he wasn't like, you know, a big eyed doll <laughs> yeah. in the way that that Grogu is or, or even Wicket, but he was, Vader was the terrifying side of Star Wars and R2 was, was like this sort of cute, lovable, like he's yeah. a big piece of metal, but you still want to hug him. <laughs> so the fact of this sort of like original ambassador of cute in Star Wars, you know, relating to the most modern version of the ambassador of cute in Star Wars <laughs> is really charming. I, I, that's great. 
two you know two generations of cute meat <laughs> meat cute yes uh but yeah in internal to the story uh, yeah everything is about it's luke skywalker wow and of course he's traveling in just that one x-wing it's only one x-wing uh, such a great moment and then i don't know there's just especially after all those uh all those years of the clone wars animated series mm-hmm. see like where r2 really wanted to be is at anakin's side you know yeah. Yeah. helping uh taking care of them <laughs> having adventures taking care of business and that that's what he's happily doing now uh, he's happily following uh the along uh with luke you know in in just like he always does one step behind <laughs> like yep luke's uh luke's just uh taking care of business with a lightsaber throwing people around been there done that seen that a thousand times <laughs> thinks are yeah. too and i roll behind to make sure that I am there for him when he needs my help. And what do you know? He kind of does in the way you're describing it of, mm-hmm. you know, that R2 is the one who's just like, Hey, don't worry about it, kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Luke's really, Luke is being kind and warm, but he's, you know, calm and got a little bit of that passive Jedi energy of like, look, here's yeah. my advice, but your choice kid, I'm not putting off any energy. And, and then Archie's like, ah, come on, kid, trust your instincts. <laughs> this guy's great, you know it. Yeah, yeah, no, and 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 I know that that moment. I'm I'm totally just summarizing it, but that moment in in uh, the, the people always tweet about or post about of you know in Revenge of the Sith, Anakin told uh, R2 wait here, and the next time he saw him, he was a Sith Lord. That's a very general take on the moment, but the spirit of that is is absolutely true, right? And so to have R2 kind of just like. No, I'm going to get this right, and I ain't leaving if I can do anything about it. And I know everything about him, uh, and I believe in him. Uh, you and I love that Chewie Han moment in Solo of Chewie realizing, oh, that's who that guy is. I'm sticking with him. And I think R2's had that time and time again with Luke and, and had it with Anakin, and it is it is tragic. It is tragic. It's it's part of the the layers of tragedy of, of Anakin is is uh, the, the hit uh, emotionally R2 probably took from that. Um, so it is all that to to go in this moment. It it, it really worked, and it really and 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 it's a nostalgia pop. It's a nostalgia pop, right? R two, yep, great, and it's a practical droid, and we get all excited. Uh, but it it really worked beyond just the nostalgia heartstring pull. Two generations of cute couldn't have said it better myself. That's <laughs> yeah, and it and it works with the long term canon of R two mm-hmm. following uh, his uh, his Skywalker, be it Anakin or Padme or Leia or Luke, uh, even down to like Bespin, and like it it takes a manipulation from the outside to keep R two from following a Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. All right, so there you go, kids. A new one for you. The old guys can talk about new Star Wars. <laughs> uh, that is my number four. We're up to your number three. Uh, if you are sharing a new one, I'll share what I think is maybe a deep cut. Uh, not that deep because it's beloved. Uh, but there's so much R2 in the Clone Wars. Uh, and if I had time, uh, yesterday I would have spent, uh, 48 out of 24 hours, uh, scrubbing every episode of Clone Wars for R2 moments. Uh, but I went with the one that jumped to my mind partially because it is a episode I think designed to honor R2. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is the episode R2 Come Home. Yeah. Uh, big picture, if you haven't seen it in a long time, this is a part of the uh, Boba Fett's uh, coming of rage arc, as uh, as I believe you coined it, Ken, when we were <laughs> talking about these episodes on the Clone Wars report. Uh, but it is Boba Fett trying to get revenge on uh, Mace Windu 
Anakin gets uh, caught in the revenge blast. Uh, so Mace and Anakin are both uh, trapped under debris. They can't move it with the force or it's going to come down on them. And it's up to R2 to really save the day, to save Mace Windu yeah. <laughs> and Anakin. And R2 goes through all these adventures. He's uh, hunted uh, by Gundarks. He is hunted by bounty hunters. But then the real sort of tour de force uh, at the end of this episode, he plops himself in uh, Mace Windu's awesome Jedi starfighter, and he has to evade Slave One, piloted by Bosk, <laughs> with yeah. Boba Fett at the blaster controls, trying to take out R2. And there's emotion to it. He's desperate to save uh, his master, Anakin, and uh, and his uh, maybe his cold friend, Mace. <laughs> but certainly, he's desperate to save Anakin. And the way R2 beeps, the way he looks around, sometimes he is a cool customer, as you're describing. Mm-hmm. I've got this. And sometimes he's like, damn, I'm a little in over my dome. <laughs> <laughs> and there's really a mood here of like, oh, wow, I hope I can make it. I got, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying. Uh, so then he's zipping towards the hyperspace rings necessary for those Jedi starfighters. Uh, Bosk and Boba Fett and everyone in Slave One gets on top of this, and R2 does this great fake out where he looks like he's flying to one of them. They blow that ring up, and then he slips to the next one, uh, the other one, and grabs that. So it's some great R2 flying, being clever. And then the scene where he actually does get back to Coruscant because his communications have been knocked out. So he has to go all the way to the Jedi Temple to tell them, <laughs> help. Um, it's great, funny, urgent R2. He slams through Jedi droids. He knocks people down in his desperation to be like, I need to give you this message mm. that uh, they're in trouble. Mm. Saves the day. And kind of the button at the end of this episode is uh, Mace actually thanking him and saying he did a good job which is a rare compliment from mace yeah (laughs) and it feels like this great uh it works as a story it doesn't feel i think too heavy-handed but it really is like let's have one of the uh colder characters of star wars who does not give out praise easily who is really somebody who is going to lean towards seeing droids as tools not as beings with personalities and let's have that character thank R2 in a way. It feels like, hey, remember when you saved everyone from the garbage smasher? Remember when you saved Padme? Like on and on and on. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously haven't actually happened yet. Um, but it feels like a thanks in general for R2. So I really love that moment in the Clone Wars. Yeah, no, I'm so glad you, you pulled that. Uh, I often have said there's so many wonderful Clone Wars moments anytime we do these rankings, but it sometimes get over, gets overwhelming unless you have it in your brain. It's, you know, hard to go back to seven seasons and pick out one good moment, but you're always great with that. And I think this is this is because it's the creators uh, and, and perhaps even George himself, who knows, sitting in a meeting going, we got we to give R2 some due. Let's focus on it. And I love because the two things jump out is that Mace moment is so great because uh, he's on a, he's on a stretcher, right? He's told, yeah. he's like, man, I, I, I have no choice but to look up at you now, R2. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And acknowledge that you are awesome. You're great. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing, and, and you're describing it very well here is, yeah, as cool as R2 is in so many of these moments, it is, it's nice. And I think makes everything in this moment and all the moments that R2 does that much more important that that there is a little bit of uh, you know uh, courage is 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 not being fearless. It's having fear and persevering or trying and pushing through that. Right. That's kind of the old. The Rock will tell you that on Instagram. Uh, and <laughs> and R two for him to be like, I don't know, but I have 
to do this truly cements his status as a hero in Star Wars. That's a lot of what the rebellion is about or, or any one of the good side. We're going to fight despite of what the odds may look like. We're going to do what we need to do to save others for the good of others, for the good of the galaxy. That's art doing this moment with these two giant warrior heroes that he's going to save. Yeah, I love what you're saying. I think a lot of what R2 is is, uh, you know, he is a feisty one and he rushes forward. And sometimes he's like, yep, I was totally right to rush forward. I got this. And sometimes he rushes forward and he's like, oh, OK, problems, 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 <laughs> you know, and it's it's very emotional. It's very real. Uh, you're a feisty one. Uh, yeah, oh, that's a great moment. Great moment. Yeah. And R2, R2 come home is I mean, that's come on. That's a, that's yeah. a sweet title. Not not subtle, not subtle. And I, there are many other moments. Uh, I'm looking forward to revisiting the controversial uh, D Squadron <laughs> arc. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there are great moments there. But that's one from Clone Wars that means a lot to me. So that's my number three, Ken. Yeah, and I'm, I, I, did, I did not include that on my honorable mention list, but almost did. Uh, I cannot wait to revisit the Mieber Gaston, uh, Gascon uh, D Squad stuff. But R2, I forgot how prominent he is in some of that stuff. So Yeah. Can't wait. All right, great number three there. R2 saves Mace Windu and Anakin Skywalker. Just a couple of hero Jedi needing R2 there. Uh, my number three is uh, one I know that's close to your heart as well, Joseph, and going to uh, the Rise of Skywalker, Episode 9. R2-D2 standing vigil over Leia. Now, there's a, a series of moments or events. It's kind of a mood. It's kind of an atmosphere, and I'm here to uh, here to address that in R2. The, his, the heart and soul of this astromech droid is right there, and it's fitting it's tragically fitting going back to the Padme stuff and everything. But also I try to think of one specific moment and I, I watched it a, a, again just to refresh my memory. And there is the moment of R2 um, uh, at the ed, end of her bed and the camera just does a, just a, just a push in on R2. And, and, he, and, he, and he just, he, he, mo- he cries, you know, it's R2 crying. We've got him cussing. We've got him serving drinks. We've got him going, of course I'm saving the day. To me, this is R2 crying. To me, this is R2 just with a broken droid heart. And 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 it 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 got me in the theater the first time. It helped set up the the the, the tears that, that came for the, the passing of Leia and Chewie's reaction, all those kind of things. But but R2 being there, um, and 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 honoring perhaps his connection to Luke, his connection to the family, and just the rebellion itself and Leia and being there with Leia and then Padme. It, I really think there's some of that. You and I both agree. I know you've talked about it before, Joseph, uh, about hey, yeah, a little more Padme in episode nine would have been good. And by little more, we mean some, all, <laughs> something. Yes. Um, that is uh, something that's there. But it, it, there's a little bit of the spirit of it to me. I'll, I'll, I'll put in this moment, maybe headcanon, but I, I just, I just, it breaks my heart. But it also is just who R2 is. He's going to stand by and, and watch. And it was just fitting as the tears rolled down my face. Yeah, no, is incredibly, incredibly uh, powerful. I think part of what has always made R2 powerful is obviously uh, the great sound design and the range of emotions that he successfully uh, expresses or is expressed for him <laughs> yeah. uh, by artists uh, uh, from, oh yeah, no, he just swore uh, to a little bit of nervous, to uh, calm down, I got this, to... Oh, I, I I am bummed out. Like, and that that little moan comes early on, right? It, yeah. It's in the in the garage uh, in A New Hope, right? When it's like, uh, no, uh, uh, no, I don't like you. No, I don't think he likes you either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in there, it's like it's a little comic, but I think it's one of the things that, like, back in the day when that movie was Star Wars, yeah, uh, made R two one of the sort of um, the the fun or the cute or the safe symbol, the, the relatable uh, symbol mm-hmm. to a kids because it's a very it's just a re- very relatable emotion. It's very, um, 
kid-like. It's very uh, uh, pet-like. It's very human-like yeah. to just be like, oh, <laughs> be able to kind of deflate like that uh, and have that come across in sound. And to have that sound evolve to the point where it is it is a similar range of sound in this moment with Leia, but it is mournful. It's devastated, right? Yeah. Uh, and it is so powerful of a moment when you are wanting to watch star Wars as a big story, this big epic myth that spans generations. And to know that R2 was there at the moment of Leia's birth. And there he is still with her at Mm -hmm. the moment of her passing. And it is, he, he has all these memories and all these feelings and to be able to let yourself tie into that, is uh something that makes this moment really powerful yeah yeah you're so right from from birth to death and and beyond with leia we know but yeah there's something there and, and it, yeah for the for the skywalker saga the family the rebellion you know as, as you're talking i'm thinking of just him taking the plans on the blockade runner and i gotta go leia gave me a mission and, and being with her at the end for so many of those storylines to kind of come to that point between them and those two characters yeah, uh, it worked. It was well placed for me. And some visual uh, similarity to him guarding Padme and attack the clones, too, that really yeah. uh, connects that. You know, I think uh, Lucas's uh, desire at different points expressed uh, to have uh, R2 in, in 3PO be the the uh, our, the audience's companions going through the story. Mm-hmm. This is a moment that's really successful in that. Absolutely, it is. So that's my uh, number three. R2 stands vigil over our princess, our general, our Leia. But now we're up to your number two. Uh, My number two, we are staying in the Rise of Skywalker in the sequel trilogy. And this is a moment that is, I think, mostly played uh, for comedy. But I think there's a ton of heart in the comedy. It is this thread after 3PO has been heroic enough to have his uh, mind wiped in an effort to, to save the galaxy and make everything they fought for worth it. Uh, it he's asked and has an R2 uh, backed up your memory, and 3PO is very dismissive of that idea. <laughs> and then you get that comedy moment once they are uh, reunited on Agent Claus uh, of uh, 3PO trying to introduce himself to R2, which is just great comedy because 3PO always introduces himself to everybody. And then R2 beeps at him in an indignant way Mm. and uh and 3po basically says like i think i'd know if i had a best friend which is one of those conversations between 3po and r2 that you know you can kind of be bouncing around around thinking about the big themes and still reeling from you know this moment with kylo or ray and not really feel that for their relationship right Mm. they have had Mm. such a uh a great comedy duo relationship where they have uh, bickered and then you know moments of 3PO if any of my circuits or gears can help right that they're this bickering duo who's always there for one another but R2 can sometimes be kind of salty so for him to just say you're my best friend <laughs> is really touching and then you have that joke of like well R2 you, you know offers to restore his memory and say, you want to do what to me in no circumstance and then the, the jump cut yeah to yeah. putting putting all his memories back and it's it's a joke but there's just got a lot of great heart to it of 
R2 as uh, R2 and 3PO are are the characters who who bear witness. Uh, mm-hmm. R2 does a lot of the saving, 3PO helps out a lot, but they literally do bear witness. They're just they're there at births, they're there at weddings, they're there at mm-hmm. uh, passing. There are moments of victory and in moments of uh, horrible defeat. They're just there and that's a part of their power is having this memory and a part of their bond and this idea that R2 is like I'll hold this for both of us. But I need you to have it too. I need my, I need you to have your memories. I need my best friend uh, to be complete, to be whole. Yeah, man, there's a little of uh, Sam carried Frodo to the end here, or something like that. There's, this is this is friendship. I and and I I want to. We're here to celebrate and talk about R two and and not dive into the individual criticisms of some of the films, but even going back to like the Attack of Clone stuff. I, I you know some of it of like, you know C three PO has the sacrifice of, of, of losing his memory. And then uh, short while later he gets it back. So did that undercut the, the moment? And it's like, no, cause three PO doesn't know he's going to be restored in a short amount of time. He makes that decision, not, not knowing that and, and believing this is it. And, and so the sacrifice three PO makes is just as powerful. No matter if, if two seconds later he gets it or uh, 10 years from now, R2 gives him their memory back and, it still works for the character making the decision. So what I am left with is the celebration of this friendship, the celebration of connection, part of the spirit of the movie, without a doubt. But the journey and just just that simple of a uh, simple thing, like you said, of like, we're best friends, man. We're best friends, and I'll share the load too, man. And you need help right now? I, I got you. You 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 were going to donate your 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 innards to me after a New Hope after the Death Star run here. <laughs> Don't worry about it. And 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 then the emotion. Of of a droid, you know, moaning the, you know, out of sadness at the at the feet of Leia, but also now in this moment, just being like, Whoa, "We're friends, man!" Like, there's something very sweet about that too, and it, and and it just, like you said, pays homage to the the connection they've experienced for for decades in this story. Yeah, yeah. No, no matter how much they bicker, uh, R2 does want his best friend. And it's another moment of R2's like, I got this. Like, I literally have you. Like, no, I have you. I have your <laughs> memories. <laughs> I've got the actual data of you. I got you, man. Got you. <laughs> so that's my number two. Love it. Your number two, uh, rest- R2 restores 3PO's memory. My number two, going to Return of the Jedi. 1983, and specifically me as a kid in the theater in 1983, seeing it quite literally for the first time. It is R2-D2 cutting our rebels free from the Ewok (laughs) trap on Endor. Now, they do still end up in the uh, possession of the Ewoks there. Uh, The plot goes on, but it is for me, Joseph, just, and it's high on the list. You might be thinking, well, there's other bigger moments I've already talked about. There's other moments maybe on the table for R2. This is our favorite our two moments, which translates into best in our own hearts and souls. This was one of my absolute favorite moments in Return of the Jedi as a kid. And therefore, that energy and enthusiasm is carried over all the way until this morning when I watched it again before we recorded. It is it is comedy. It is R2 knowing what to do. Uh, it is uh, a, the, a wonderful use of comedic tension as you're focused on everything else. Why this worrying blade, this <laughs> saw is coming out of the droid. And also me as a kid. You know, if rockets had popped up at that point, I'd be like, yeah, because he's also got a saw. He's got everything in there. What doesn't he have? You don't know. It's R2-D2. And uh, it's it's a victory moment. And, and, and again, they land and pretty soon the Ewoks get what they were probably going to get anyways. Doesn't matter to me. It is R2 in the moment, once again, being heroic and saying, I got this. Don't worry about it. I got a tool for everything. 
Yeah, there's so much in this that I'm so glad you picked this one. I absolutely love it. The comedy is great of the Han, can you reach my lightsaber? Sure, sure, sure. And of, of course he can't. And, you know, our, our hero is trying to problem solve. And R2, you know, I think it's partially that, you know, maybe R2 beeps, uh, beeps up to 3PO sometimes to say, hey, here's what's going on. Right. But in general, he's just like, yeah, I know they're doing their thing. I'll actually solve the problem while they're, <laughs> yeah. while they're doing their thing. And then I love this extra moment that, that, this is one of those moments where R2 is almost Han-like of just charging ahead, right? Mm-hmm. I love the fact that 3 is like, we're actually quite high up. <laughs> and R2's just like, bleep it. <laughs> no, I don't care. My my pizza cutter circular saw is out. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut up this tombstone frozen pizza and we're dropping. I don't care. <laughs> bleep it is, uh, bleep it quotations R2-D2. That's, that's what we need. That's the shirt we need. Um, you're so, yeah, 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 again, you're right. There is some communica- communication, right? It's, it's a long way, to, ah, like everything about it there. But, uh, the, what you get is the connection of R2 just kind of whispering like, Hey, hey I'm going to do this. Uh, it, it's a great, it's a great human moment. It's a great, it's a great, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's just a great, uh, a, a great comedy, great character, great action. Uh, and as a kid, just, just you could I, I would giggle myself to sleep just thinking about that. <laughs> so that's why it's so high it's the emotions of star wars it's emotions of uh of uh you know why we all uh love uh, love this franchise little things will pull you in and just just the image as a kid mind you i'm still the one who's like r2 messed up in Jabba's palace now he's got to make up for it eh? you know <laughs> but it, it just is uh it stayed with me for forever and it's still something i celebrate now and well it should great pick all right. Well, we are up to our audible mentions and our number one. And as always, we're going to take a quick break and reset and talk about this. Oh, so many more R2 moments to discuss. We'll be right back here on Star Wars. Force Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Force Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at Jennifer Landa and on TikTok as Jennifer Landa 1138 a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. To Star Wars Ranked, me, Ken Napsack, and Joseph Scrimshaw here ranking our favorite R2-D2 moments, which means they are, in our hearts and minds and souls, the best of R2. Uh, Joseph, we always have some honorable mentions, some things we've uh, just left on the table despite wanting to uh, make this a 20-point uh, entry, a <laughs> uh, 20-point list here. So uh, what do you got for some honorable mentions? Yeah, the uh, destroying the super battle droids, the B2 battle droids in Revenge of the Sith. I needed to have that mentioned somewhere. Um, this is another controversial moment, I think, for for people who grew up with the original trilogy because it's kind of it, it's it's action hero R2D2. But hey, every time I saw it in the theater, people cheered, and I kind of cheer. <laughs> yeah, when I watch it, I think part of what's great about it is that whole the way the whole sequence is constructed around R2. Like mm. even Obi Wan now is kind of used to R2 always being there. Right, and when the movie first came out, we we didn't have the benefit of the Clone Wars animated series, where where Obi Wan is being kind of grumpy with him and, and barking at him about you know, uh, you, you got to do this, you got to give us uh, this information, do this to the elevator, and there's that great comedy moment of uh, the comlink being super loud and Arjun trying to back away, right? Uh, which is a great comedy moment. So it sets up, I think, this moment of triumph of like Arjun's trying, he's trying to do everything for the Jedi heroes, he's trying not to be destroyed himself. They disrespect R2, uh, and then he's got a surprise for them of uh, shooting out all of the uh, <laughs> yeah the oil and, and lighting them on fire. So I just uh, it really works for me as a is a fist pumping action mm-hmm. moment. Uh, you know, and it's again one of those moments uh, when you just start peeling away 
superficial criticisms, and again, not every I, I, I you know, three PO in Attack of Clones has I, all the time. I, I mention that to just kind of qualify, like uh, not everything just suddenly becomes great to me over time. But I agree this, that that one's never going to be my favorite either. Yeah, and and I just well, I was going to say that, but this moment, legitimately, now I giggle, now I laugh, I feel as though I know R two more, and. Even even the super battle droid going that nothing, which is still one of the way he doesn't have an even complete sentence in that nothing, uh, it, 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 it's it's it is silly, it is silly, but but it just speaks to R2's, uh, you know, uh, he's going to get the job done no matter what, and I love that. Yeah, it's a don't another don't underestimate R2 moment. So I love that one. Uh, this one's entirely emotional, and it is uh, I think connected to uh, my deep love of Empire Strikes Back and everything that is happening on Dagobah. Uh, and also the trading card. Uh, I believe the trading card was called R2 Peeks Through. But it is the moment where R2 is not been invited into the hut. Maybe he wouldn't quite fit mm-hmm. <laughs> into Yoda's hut. And he he stands up on his uh, droid tiptoes to just peek in there and see, like, what's going on? <laughs> it's just such an emotional moment of uh, somebody who who wants doesn't want to leave his... Um, his friend, his Skywalker, <laughs> yeah. out of his sight, uh, worries about him and is trying to keep his eye on him. And, of course, has a much different uh, layers in depth uh, after we know he knows Yoda and has, in fact, been to Dagobah with Yoda before. <laughs> like, well, all right, all right. Wait, are you going to tell him the truth, Yoda? <laughs> is that what he's peeking through? But I just I love that image of R2 uh, peeking through the hut. Um, you mentioned the trading card and and. and- you and I have talked a lot. I mean, a lot of Star Wars fans experience this where, where a trading card or a promotional photo becomes the moment for you more than maybe even what's in the movies. Um, I absolutely agree with you on that card. It, it painted, it just captured that, that moment in time forever for me. And uh, when I think of that moment, that's what I, the tippy toes, the rain, I'm there with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Great emotional moment. Uh, and then uh, uh, I got, Two more. Uh, one is uh, just another real practical from Empire Strikes Back, the saving everybody, that after this whole film, much of this film is predicated on the hyperdrive not working, that R2 mm. is the one who finally fixes it yeah. <laughs> in Empire Strikes Back. Uh, and just like the the kind of almost the relief of that moment. And, you know, he get there's a great R2 scream, right, where he gets thrown mm. yes. <laughs> across the floor for his work and the, you know, the city central computer told you and you, yeah. should you be listening to that? And Archie's like, yep, yep. Quietly after everybody has made a whole thing about it, screaming yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, conniving. I'm the one who's just quietly going to fix it. Cause I got the info. I got the info. Yeah. Uh, we could probably do the, the best R2 empire moments and fill five each. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I got one more. Do you want me to go or do you, do you want to? No, no, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll submit some here for uh, evidence here into the court of R2. Uh, you, you mentioned the, the empire, and the tippy toe thing, so much stuff on Dagobah. So s- same, same vibe uh, fighting Yoda over a lamp. Is is comedy on so many levels, and was as a kid, and was then, and is now. But yeah, now with the additional layers, uh, you know, George just kind of going, nope, here's how it is, uh, and Clone Wars gives more answers. But yeah, the fact that I am more, I'm more invested in this moment, believing in my head canon that R two is like, dude, it's me. Like, are we? <laughs> is this what are you doing? Just get off. Stop with the games. 
help the kid. <laughs> Let's do it. And that's my lamp. Like I, it, it works now even on a deeper level for me, just the actual ab- absolute uh, annoyance. And then I, I can't separate seagulls. Stop it now. Any, you know, or to use uh, Yoda using them as a, as a percussion. Like I just love everything about it. So it, it, it works on many levels in many generations of fandom for me. Absolutely. Uh, I, I like the uh, additional layers and I like the original layer that, uh, you know, I wouldn't have been able to describe it like this when I was a kid, but it's just like R2's got this Excel spreadsheet of the different things that go in the camp. And it's just like bugging R2, like, you don't don't move my lamp. It's yeah. on my spreadsheet. Yeah. Look, dude. Look, dude. I, I You know, we we go back, man. Quit taking stuff. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Stick it in Empire. Uh, I uh, The hyperdrive moment is is legendary i think rebuilding uh 3po during that moment like let me rebuild you let me save the hyper start the hyper drive let me fix everything because i'm r2 but go back to even a moment some moments before that just him fogging up bespin was one oh. of my favorite moments growing up and remains mine because it again rockets chainsaws lights what doesn't he have in there for him just to be like i'm gonna just uh you know drop a i'll be i'm gonna become a smoke bomb <laughs> simple and I, and I just love that about Archie man I've always got an answer or at least yeah one. yeah and it's just a great visual too it just mm-hmm. it really matches just kind of a mood wise what's going on and as yeah. well as being an, a great move on R2's part yeah and a couple other ones here I'll pitch it back to you and and and, uh, and I got one to close it here of just uh him doing little things along the way trench run repairs yes he gets shot uh and and it's part of the you know the the less of what Luke's, he can't even rely on R2 in that moment, which by the way, also reminds me of uh, R2 on Endor in the bunker. He's going to come save the day and he gets blasted and, and does stuff. And just that, that was horrifying as a kid. Another mm-hmm. example of just, Hey, when, when you can't even rely on R2, that's when you really got to dig deep and find, find the answer. And say, no. <laughs> but there's a trench run repairs, him fighting off the buzz droids and revenge of the Sith, just shocking in the middle. And, and, Saving the day there. It's one of the, it's just those little things and often in flight that R2 uh, knows, knows what to do. Yeah. Get them R2, right? Like yeah. there's uh, so much uh, support of like, yeah, R2. And, and I think the fact that uh, R4 is not uh, the droid that R2 is, is uh, something that kind of uh, puts him over. Rest in peace, R4. Uh, shocking Ewoks. Uh, is it, it <laughs> you know, it's one specific Ewok I know in the film, but like, but like, I just got to imagine that's something he's not above doing if you're annoying the crap out of him. Buzz droids or Ewoks, he's gonna, you know, zap you in the butt. <laughs> yeah, Salacious, Ewoks, Buzz yes. droids, he, he's big on zapping. Salacious, another one too. Um, so that's that. What's your What's your final one? Uh, my final one is uh, the uh, the clarification of R two swearing from the get go. Uh, that yes. this is a, the, the swearing is a joke that a lot of us make. It, I think it's just it's clear from the beeps. It's clear that he has this range of emotion from being incredibly uh, tied to people and and sensitive. So he could be sad. He wants to be included, but he's also just got a little bit of this like he's just a sailor where he's just like swearing it up constantly and there's the moment in uh in star wars in a new hope uh where they are hiding where 3po and r2 are hiding from the stormtroopers and 3po says i don't know what all this trouble is about but i'm sure it must be your fault and then r2 beep swears and 3po says you watch your language (laughs) so it is there it is right there from the beginning like maybe it wasn't that bad of a beep that's left up to the imagination but it we don't know. It could mm. be the filthiest beep you can imagine. <laughs> and that is a part of R2, a part of just the humanity of R2, that he goes from the, the those utter extremes of just being your 
best friend who truly loves his friends yeah. to yeah, bleep off. <laughs> if, if you ever heard the stand-up bit, uh, R2-D2's The Seven Words You Can't Say in Star Wars, it's, it's great. <laughs> right one. The Seven Words You Can't Beep in Star Wars? Yeah, that's so great. And, and also, we've brought it up a few times, and this is the big specific moment. I, you're, you're so right to point it out. Go, but going back to 77 and George making this wild, crazy, uh, you know, Flash Gordon serial, but you know, you could, we talk often about staring out at the twin suns and it connects to the humans and all of us and all these kind of big emotional modern myth things. But this is the other thing that works very well for me that lived in world becomes so normal. That is a conversation between friends and it is the humor that helped bring us in just as much. I'll say just as much as the big stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's this picture of, of droids, not as this uh, terrifying uh, dehumanization mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, cruel marching monsters, but <laughs> yeah. uh, friends that swear at one another. Yeah. Yeah. Friends that swear. Final one for me, honorable mentions, and we'll go on. And this this one, I, I, I almost wanted to put this number one and it didn't even make the list. So I'll dig deep and find out. Uh, this has been talked about before. Uh, we, you, you know, talking about him saving three PO's memory, but going to Revenge of the Sith and the, the revelation that in two thousand five was something. There was debates on. Well, what are we going to do here? Three PO and R two know, and 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 it seems like they don't know. Or definitely three PO isn't aware of things. Come New Hope, and and George kind of gives this answer of wipe uh, wipe the droid's memory, uh, meaning three PO here, and then you know not R two, and the, this revelation that R two D two knows it all <laughs> it's pretty astounding and and, and a fun uh, to me i'll take it even as a fun wink from george but also great importance to the story he, I, i'm thinking of the moment in rebels where where bail organa's like you know ha, talks to r2 and is like no, all right now what do you got on these rebels you know because he's a he's a keeper of information he's a keeper of secrets some of the biggest in the galaxy whether or not r2's beep some of it no one's listened maybe you can have that headcanon debate but going to revenge of the sith going to that moment joseph i've just absolutely loved it then love it even more now of don't worry r2d2 has it all inside that dome i think that is one of the things that makes him you know such a great friend of like i've got it all don't worry yeah. <laughs> r2 knows even things that you don't know i know and I'm not telling anybody until I need to. <laughs> R2 knows. So those, uh, those are some of our runner-ups, our honorable mentions. But now we're going to get to our number one favorite moments and therefore best moments of R2-D2 in Star Wars. I will uh, go with my number one so Joseph can close the show with his number one. And I am going to go to The Phantom Menace. I talk about fixing things in flight. Well, let's go back to... The first time in, ter in terms of a storyline. Well, the first time that we saw, who knows what he was doing even before this. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, revelation that R2-D2 was in service to Padme and just Naboo in general, part of a fleet, little squad of astromechs on her shuttle as they're trying to flee from Naboo. And it wasn't going to go well. Rick Ollier will tell you. Not we're not getting out of this. Uh, things that's the blockade. We we got some problems, and that's where uh, hello boyos. We got the astromechs going up <laughs> on top of the ship to save the day, and some tragic, sad deaths. Astromechs paying the ultimate price, except for R two D two. He saves the day. Panaka uh, shouts him out to uh, the queen. Reads off his number, which is apparently just right there on the side. And at the time in 99, I guess you could be a little cynical. I guess you could say, so this isn't new or that's silly. I, 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 for me, 
It was a solid introduction to R2 to the story, a fun revelation to see where he came from and just continues a tradition, but really, again, in terms of timeline, sets the template, especially if you're seeing Star Wars for the first time in 1999. Now you get the picture of who R2 is. He's going to he's going to go up there. He's going to try to save the day. He's going to do what he needs to do, even though the risk is high, even though he's kind of closing one eye and going, let me try this. I got to make this work. And, you know, he's got some good magnetized boots, man. He's he, he's a range <laughs> trooper of astromech droids. Everything about it is fun. It's slightly silly, but it also connects to the larger Star Wars story and sets up R2-D2 as the hero of the galaxy. Uh, I'm right there with you. I think there's a lot in this scene that really sets him up as the hero R2-D2, right? Because we we get introduced to him of like, he is one of many. He's a tool that is on this ship to do things like this. Yeah. Uh, we get a little bit of that, like, uh, almost uh, sweat around his collar as he's watching all the other droids go. And, yeah. you know, has some, like, slightly nervous beeps. but like, I'm going to get this done. Uh, we get that uh, great dehumanizing line from, I believe, Obi-Wan. is like, we're losing droids fast. Yeah. Oh, well, Obi. <laughs> oh, Obi, never a big fan of droids. Uh, comes around to Ardu a little bit. Uh, never a big fan, though. And then I think that, that, that he, so you could see him as just, like, he is one of a bunch of, tools that are all Mm -hmm. you know basically the same yeah and then we have this little scene to set him apart and go no he's he's particularly well put together right yeah yeah (laughs) um and he has (laughs) he has a a number which is apparently that does have that vibe of like did you just look at his tag like he's a sweater from marshall's (laughs) which is fun and funny but it does take this that moment to like stop and highlight him of like there is something about this droid that is more than the sum of its parts. And mm-hmm. it kind of goes to like the story you're telling about R2 of like the galaxy is lousy with astromech droids. Uh, they're all valuable. They all have personalities, but there's something different about R2 that makes him the perfect uh, companion for the heroes of the galaxy that makes him somebody who is going to kind of go that extra mile and, and uh, has that, uh, that extra something. Mm. Extra something indeed. Uh, yeah. Well put together little droid, right? That's uh, the story of R2. Just, <laughs> uh, the, the, the autobiography is written R2-D2 uh, uh, as dictated to uh, C-3PO or something like that. Yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, so fun little moment. And uh, I know we've talked about the figures, especially here at Rank, but that uh, there, there is that astromech pack, right? Is, is R2 in that pack? Oh, I have no idea. I have to remember. I don't know. Look that up. See, I need R2. I need R2 merchandise. I don't have <laughs> the answers here. So that is my number one R2 saves today and the franchise because, again, a lot of things don't happen if he doesn't get them out of there. Uh, uh, over Naboo on Padme's ship. But now, uh, Joseph, we are going to close the show with your number one favorite R2 moment in Star Wars. Uh, my number one uh, favorite R2 moment in Star Wars is uh, maybe something in the spirit of R2 of, uh, of multitasking. It's two things. Um, it is going to just the general idea of R2 as the, the holder of information, but in particular, uh, the holder of Leia's message about the Death Star. Mm. Um, that hologram that everything about it the image of leia uh, bending over to r2 the idea that he's uh, on this mission um the the image of the actual hologram of leia and mm. you know the well-known lines it's easy to kind of focus on just the leia of it um mm. but the role that r2 plays as you know the carrier 
not just of the Death Star plans, but the carrier of this message. Mm. Um, so I'm going to two moments that I think are kind of twin moments. Uh, the moment in A New Hope in the, the Lars Homestead garage and the moment on the Falcon in The Last mm. Jedi. Yeah. Um, in between, we've got the moment in Kenobi's hut where he plays the full message. But there's a power to that garage scene where, mm. uh, you know, Luke triggers the message and R2 maybe, I think probably could actually play the whole message. Maybe Luke triggers it and mm. R2 just kind of, once he sees that Luke's kind of hooked, is just playing it on a loop. Yeah. Uh, but the, the thing that R2 definitely does is like, oh man, uh, 3PO, could you tell him that uh, my restraining bolt is, is short-circuiting my recording system? You know, mm. I, I, you, you got to take it off. That is a real proactive moment mm. of... R2 beginning his relationship with Luke by playing him. <laughs> by playing him like a chump to do what needs to be done. Mm. Uh, and obviously by the end of the film, Luke and R2 have bonded. You know, Luke's not taking another droid on your life. He's been through uh, too much with this one, this beat up one. So, you know, that that initial moment of distrust is repaired. But it's such a powerful R2 moment of not only does R2 kind of have human qualities, it's a moment that suggests he understands humans, yeah. which is some great comedy with 3PO because 3PO doesn't always, uh, even though he's supposed to translate culture, he doesn't always understand culture or human behavior. Yeah. But the fact that that R2 just totally knows, like, yeah, this is exactly the way to lie to this kid to get the restraining bolt off. <laughs> uh, and it's all tied into the plane of the message. Um, yeah. And then that connecting to that, absolutely great moment in the last jedi i don't we mentioned several sequel trilogy moments i think uh r2 uh has uh, not great quantity in the sequel but trilogy but i think he has great quality in this one to me is is my favorite r2 moment mm -hmm. is uh we get some swearing <laughs> mm -hmm. we get some bonding when luke is on the falcon he's so happy to see his old friend uh but he's so sure just like he was back in a new hope mm -hmm. that he's not going to get involved He's not going to answer the call no matter what. And just the power of R2 uh, playing Luke again. Not not for a chump like he did in New Hope, but mm. connecting to him honestly and emotionally. And for R2 to be able to say, out of all of the decades mm. of data that I have, uh, you know, inside me probably backed up somewhere else too. Yeah, probably backed up three times in, inside my rusty innards. I know that this is the best way to communicate to you to remember uh, your sister. Mm. Remember the feelings you felt when you first saw her and your desire to help her. Mm. And like, that's, I've, I've been, I followed your dad around. I followed your mom around. I was there when you two were born. <laughs> yeah. I have been with you on your ups. I've been with you on your downs. I got so heartbroken. I just turned myself off when you left. I know you. Mm. And I know this is exactly what you need to hear. You need to hear this message of hope from your sister. And you need to live up to it. Man, I, 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 I'm quite frankly getting slightly emotional listening to, to, to you to connect all these things here, Joseph. This is a great way uh, to, to end the show. We're not done by any means discussing the, the series of moments. It, it is so, I, I think of, uh, 
Zori Bliss and, and Poe Dameron and, and, and even Oscar Isaac talking about that scene at one point of him just going, there's something about someone that just knows you and knows you for so long and, and knows who you are deep down that, that, you know, maybe says something that you can't turn away from or something that you have to like, yeah, you're right. And have to face it. There's something so powerful about, about R2 in this moment, just going, don't forget, man, I know you, I know who you are. I know who you really are. I know where you are now. I get it, but I know that I know you because I was there and R2 talk about Lucas and his idea of 3PO and R2 kind of, you know, being there for the whole series. R2's basically like, man, I know the story of Star Wars. And <laughs> and here it is. And let me present it to you because that thing that uh, drove you forward uh, off off the planet and off the world, and, and there's a lot of little details along the way. I know I was there, but that, the core, the emotions, which is how you and I and others love to discuss Star Wars. We can get into the plots and the canon, but when we talk about all those themes, we're really just talking about the heart of Star Wars. And R2 right there, is, he's got the heart of the tale. He's got the heart of everything between them and, 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 and everything in, in this saga. Uh, coursing through his little droid uh, heart, and, and he's, just got, he's just telling Luke, you, you, you can think all you want, but this is who you really are. It's a great, powerful moment reminder. It really is. And I think it speaks so much to the big ideas of The Last Jedi, which are found many places in Star Wars of that Jedi concern of when to take action versus uh, when your actions are going to make things worse and the the fear leading you to inaction. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's what Luke's wrestling with of, you know, if I if I act, I'm just going to make things worse. And this is R2 saying, like, here's a symbol of taking action. Yeah. Here is a call for help, and it ties not only to what Luke is going through, and actually does propel him to take his some some steps towards you know talking to Ray and opening up a little bit, um, but it's also R two, right? R two is always like, "Come on, don't give into your fear, just rush forward." Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm R two, and that's always worked out for me. Come on, yeah, yeah. And what was then is now. Leia needs your help now. She did uh, Obi Wan, and essentially yours back then, and. Oh, it's 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 a wonderful moment, and and um, yeah, I, I, the 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 conversation that in the the sequel movies, uh, that three PO and R two seem to not have as much, and and yeah, a generational passing of the droid baton happened, and I would argue it was needed, but yeah, yeah, I, I totally get it. Uh, now I think three PO by nine, three, episode nine is just just so much wonderful three PO stuff, and yeah, and one day we'll do a three PO. This as well, but yeah, I, I take that note. I, I absolutely right. You know, R two is literally sleeping in Force Awakens and and comes back late. And I remember kind of being bummed by that. I I think you're right, but I I at the end of the day, am so okay with that because of the moments we got. This being one of them, some of the three PO stuff, um, the the R two at the foot of of Leia's bed. I, 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 to me, that's a trade off. Uh, and, and that's just me. That's my personal opinion because of this moment. This moment was was such a heartbreaking uh, nostalgia pop. All It was every emotion at once. This is Star Wars for me, for me. <laughs> it really was. It really was. So that is why it is uh, my favorite, along with that first moment of playing the message back in A New Hope. Yeah, but I'm going to pitch something back to you here. A little, little, you you dove, dove into it a little bit here. A little headcanon question for you. Do you think, in, in total headcanon, do you think R2 was like, I'm going to, I'm going to fake it because I know what I need to do. Or maybe like Palpatine sometimes going, oh, little wrinkle in the plan, but I know how to spin that into my diabolical needs. <laughs> I hate to uh, wrap up our podcast by comparing R2 to Palpatine, but I, I mean, I kind of take it as, is Luke's, Luke's pulling hard and, and it feels like something does actually give, right? That the message. Yeah. 
starts. Yeah. But I think once he sees how Luke reacts to it, he's like, oh, yeah, I just I can only play the beginning on a loop. I guess uh, I guess it's just like a you, just a teaser trailer, I guess, you know, yeah. and if you want to see the full film, I guess you need to take the restraining bolt off that that part of it is like, I think he could have played the whole message. No problem whatsoever. But once he sees Luke's mm. hooked, like, I'm just going to keep playing the teaser trailer again and again. Just going to roll it over. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be a comic that stays on stage too long, but yeah. Uh, uh, beautiful, emotional end of our conversation, but also just the spirit of R2, the spirit of the rebellion, maybe just, you got to make it happen and you got to go forward and you got to just dive headlong in no matter uh, by hook or by crook, we got to get to where we need to go. R2 on a mission. He's always been on a mission and that was uh, the start of it for Luke and for many of us. So uh, Joseph, great list, great stuff. R2-D2, that little astromech, he is very important. So uh, thank you so much, sir, for your uh, selections. Oh, thank you. This was a ton of fun because, I, like I said, I, I think the films are kind of constructed where uh, there's something big and loud going on and then R2 kind of quietly swoops in. So it was great to not be quiet about it, to really uh, celebrate R2 swooping in. Yeah, and I swear, I promise in front of all of you today, I will get some R2 memorabilia. <laughs> I will pay my respects. Uh, that is it for today on Star Wars Ranked. If you want to uh, let us know your own R2 moments, use the hashtag Star Wars Ranked on Twitter. You can follow us at Force Center Pod. We're on Instagram, YouTube as well. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. You can get an audio book on us by going to audibletrial.com slash Force Center. That's audibletrial.com slash Force Center. I do these all from memories, my friend. Uh, you can also get merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. We're available on a lot of different spots as a podcast. Just search and try to find us, but also check out Amazon Music and Spotify, Apple Podcasts. There's a Every podcast carrier trying new wonderful things. And so there might be cool things on the way from some of those things like Spotify and Amazon Music. Uh, uh, try those as well. And don't forget, you can support us directly at patreon.com slash Force Center. Uh, support us at the top tier. Get collector Force Center trading cards. Me, Joseph, and Jennifer Landa as designed by the great Brian Ward. You can follow me at Catnapsack or go to catnapsack.com. For Joseph, uh, you can go uh, to his website. Uh, tell him where to find you, sir. Yeah, you can go to my website, josephsgrimshot.com, to find links to all my uh, comedy adventures. And if you want to find me on social media, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. Do it, my friends. Do it. So that is it for all the astromechs who try to make a difference, but especially that very well-put-together joy that we love so much. This has been Star Wars Ranked. And yes, my friends, Star Wars has been ranked. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.